You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. Psalm 150 verse 6. Breath praise. Praise ye the Lord. If animals have breath, then they shall praise the Lord. Dogs should also praise. Don't tell me that dogs cannot be affected spiritually by spiritual things. Maybe we've got to open up our, our religious or theological box and let it be cracked this morning. For in the time of Nineveh, even animals fasted. You remember that? It wasn't only human beings that went on a fast. Even the animals, their cattle went on a fast. They are created by God. They can praise God and they do praise God. For it says, everything that is breathing, that's the essence of your life. Let everything that has breath, it says this, praise the Lord. So all of them are praising God. Now, what does this praise and thanksgiving do? In Psalm 104 and verse 21, it says that, Psalm 104, it says, The young lions roar after their prey and seek their meat from God. So they go after their prey. Even when they're going after their prey, they are seeking their meat from the Lord. And then in verse 27 of the same chapter, it says, These wait all upon thee, that thou mayest give them their meat in due season. Now put verse 21 again. So tell the lions are doing something. All right? It says, the young lions roar after their prey and seek their meat from God. Verse 27. Then it says that, these all wait upon thee, that thou mayest give them their meat in due season. Now you know what to wait upon God is? It's like a waiter, all right, in a restaurant who is waiting upon the guests. And what that waiter is doing is serving the guest with what the guest actually asks for. Not what that waiter thinks they should get. Can you imagine being in a restaurant and all drink food and then the waiter comes and gives you food that is totally different from what you ordered and you say, but I did order this. You say, well, but I looked at you and I thought that this is what you might like after you had stipulated what you really desired. Now, that person is going to get upset and say, what's going on? I'm going to report you to your superiors. Now, God has told us in Psalm 50 what he wants. And he says, therefore, anybody that waits on me is serving me with that. And whoever does that, I will give them their meat in a due season. I will give them their meat in due season. Let's look at that same scripture there, Psalm 104 verse, let's start from verse 26. All right, think it says there, okay? There goes the ship Levitian and there's made to play there in verse 28. And then it says this, that thou givest them, they gather. Thou openeth thy hand and they are filled with good. So it's what has been given. Now they wait upon you so that you can give. Now, once you have given, they go out physically 
and they gather in what you have given by your hand opening up and bestowing good upon them. So let me tell you, the animals wake up in the morning. And when the lion rides, he is waiting on God and ministry. If he doesn't do that, if it goes out, and I can show in scripture, it won't find food. Because it says in another scripture, the young lions do lack. It says this. And it says the reason why they lack is lack of fear of God. And suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. So if they don't seek, they will lack and suffer hunger. So it says even the young lions there. Now go back to Psalm 104. We're talking animal talk here. All right, Psalm 121. Young lions rule after their prey. They seek their meat from God. And how do they do that? They wait upon the Lord. He opens his hand unto them animals and they get stuff. Now how much more you? And waiting on God there is ministering to him. Thanksgiving, the sacrifice of praise. You just spending time doing that. And God begins to open his hand over what you are doing. And the mercy of God begins to come. Now you go out and the presence of God is felt. Like they toiled all night and caught nothing. But then you go back and you minister and minister. And then you go out again and God opens his hand. This should be... Folks, you should be entering into supernatural things by this message. I just saw a doors being opened up for people. Supernatural thing. Because they caught on, told on I caught nothing. Jesus said, lend me your boat. They offered to him what he wanted. Next thing, the presence of God was felt in the life such that Peter said, I'm a sinner. Which means the presence of God brings people under conviction. He immediately said, I don't deserve all of this. What's going on here? Now, that's God's presence within our lives. And Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25, therefore tells us this. Matthew 6, 25, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat, what you shall drink, and your body, what you put on. Which means don't be anxious. Not that you shouldn't think about it, but don't be anxious. Don't let there be any anxiety. It's not life more than meat and your body more than raiment. Verse 26, it now says, behold the fowls of the air. And remember they to have breath. They sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into bags. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Now, he's saying this. If it is the Father, he is the Father that feeds the birds. And a change in the economy of any nation doesn't stop the bird from feeding. Then if the environment is affecting you, it's because you simply are not waiting on the Lord. And giving to him that thanksgiving and praise. And that's all. Because the animals are still eating. And you are way better than them. He says, are you much, not much more better than the sparrows? He says, one can't fall without God knowing. He says, you are much better than them. He said, consider lilies how they grow. Now, all this is about waiting. There are some things we are praying about that if we just spend time thanking God. He said, consider. He said, by taking thought, did you add one cubit to your stature? He said, have you ever had a time of thanksgiving to me for the fact that you grew healthy and you are this height? And your bones. He said, have you ever gone back to give me thanks? He said, that's what's restricting this. So we wait upon the Lord and he opens up his hand. And then we're able to get gathered. So I want to show two things that put people in trouble on this earth. Two things. Ingratitude. Lack of the acknowledgement of God. 
without gratitude, hustle will not grant you anything. What grants you or guarantees you get is that your hands are open or God opens his hand. And he says, let everything that has breath. So you may say, well, some sinners are getting, they may have gratitude in their heart. A lot of these people have been taught gratitude, they've been taught it. Two things, lack of gratitude and praise and the way and manner in which you treat other people. In other words, if Satan, I want to show this, wants to get you, or if say, oh, they say village people has got the person, they won't get you. Listen, <laughs> I put it here. As we say village people after somebody here. For Satan to be able to reach you, you must participate, which means you make decisions that cause him to be able to have access into your life. But it's just that you don't know that those decisions granted access. But he cannot, without your cooperation, have any form of access into your life. Let me repeat what I said. Without any form of cooperation on your own part. Because it tells us a man is tempted, there's some cooperation that goes on. That's why Jesus said, the prince of this world cometh unto me. He has gotten no cooperation in me, but hath absolutely nothing in me, so he doesn't get anything. So it says here that something in you must, and so if we understand that, then we know where the cooperation comes, we shut that door. And first thing you must understand is this Malachi chapter 2 and verse 2. It tells us, God says this, if you will not hear, and I want to show this here. If you will not lay it to heart to give glory unto my name, say the Lord of hosts, I will even send a curse upon you and I will curse your blessings. Yea, I have cursed them already because you have not laid it to heart to give glory unto my name for the blessing. Don't fall trap of pride. You are not the source. Now let's see two examples in scriptures of people that this happened to. In Daniel chapter 4, verse 17, we're going to read to verse 27 quickly, but what had happened was Nebuchadnezzar had, had a dream and he went and Daniel came to interpret the dream. And it, Daniel said, the matter is, put his cover, by the decree of the watchers and the demand is by the word of the holy ones to the intent that the living may know that the most high ruleth in the kingdom of men and he giveth it to whomsoever he wills and setteth over the basest of men. Verse 18. This dream I kingdom that I have seen, now thou, all right, Belthazar, declare the interpretation thereof, for as much as all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to do it. Verse 19. And Daniel, whose name was Belthazar, was astonished for one hour, and his thoughts troubled him. And then the king spoke and asked him, said, tell me what this is. Hear what he said in the last two sentences. My Lord, the dream be to them that hate thee. See this village people thing. That hate thee. And the interpretation thereof to thine enemies. So when your enemies are looking for you. That's what he's saying. Verse 20. The tree that thou sawest, which grew, was strong, whose height reached to heaven, whose side thereof to all the earth. Whose leaves were fair, their fruit much, and was meat for all under which the beast of the field dwelt, and upon the branches thereof, all right, heaven and there had their habitation. It is thou, O king, thou hast grown and become strong, 
for thy greatness is grown, and thou reach, reacheth unto heaven, and thy dominion to the end of the earth. And whereas the king saw a watcher, and a holy one coming down from heaven, and said, Hew the tree down, destroy it. Yet leave the stump of the roots thereof in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass in tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven. And let the portion be with beasts of the field till seven times has passed over. This is the interpretation, O king, and this is the decree of the Most High, which has come upon the Lord, the king. That they shall drive thee from men, and their dwelling will be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make thee eat grass as oxen. And they shall wet thee with the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over thee till you know that the Most High ruleth in the affairs of men, or kingdom of men, and gives it to whomsoever he wills. All right? And whereas they commanded to leave the stump of the tree roots, thy kingdom shall be shown today after thou hast known that the heavens go through. Verse 27. Wherefore, O king, let my counsel, hear what he said, be acceptable unto thee. I want to give you an advice. And break off thy sins by righteousness, equity in your dealings with others, and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. He said, go and start treating people right and showing mercy to the poor. It, if it may be a lengthening of their tranquility. In other words, this judgment will keep hanging over you and will not materialize. If you consciously and intentionally, all right, all right, know that, if you intentionally know that, that people are, have ill will towards you, then you should step up your gear in making sure you treat, you want to shut the door on that, treat people right, and you are merciful unto the poor. Now, instead of him doing that, verse 28, look at what he did. Verse 28. All this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar, verse 29. And at the end of 12 months, so for 12 months, the judgment was hanging. He walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon, and the king spoke and said, Is not this this great Babylon that I have built for the house of my kingdom? By the might of my power, for the honor of my majesty, he began to boast about what had happened, that he came by his might and by his power, and he didn't give glory to God. While the word was yet in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken, the kingdom is departed from thee. The judgment hit him. Once he stepped into, that thing was hanging until he got into pride and he began, all right, to say that it's by my power instead of giving glory unto God. Folks, go into your life and everything that has ever happened anywhere that puts you ahead, go and give God thanks and give him glory for empty yourself right before God in thanksgiving and worship. Let's see another individual. Acts chapter 20, verse 21 to 24. Herod, he killed James. He went after Peter. They offered a prayer. The angel of the Lord delivered Peter. Judgment was hanging. And Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and Sidon. But there came a one accord on having made blasters King Chamberlain their friend. Verse 21. All right. And upon the set day, okay, this is where you should have started. Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne. All right, sorry. Acts 12, 21. Thanks. Sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. And the people gave a shout. So Herod sat on his throne and made an oration unto himself and began to speak about his glory. And people gave a shout and said, it is the voice of a God. 
and not of a man. Oh, and immediately the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory. He was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. So, you want to shut the door on negative predictions, wrong voice of accusation, give God glory for everything in your life. His presence comes into your life very strong. You'll be carrying the presence of God with you, defying natural order of things. Let no murmuring, complaining, or word of pride and haughtiness come out of your lips attributing anything to yourself or your intelligence. And you will see the heavy presence of God upon your life. And the second thing that you must do is treat people right. Daniel alluded to it. Now I want to show you this that happened to the son of Solomon, Rehoboam. This was why the kingdom of Israel split. Ten tribes went one way and two tribes. It was just because of the covenant that God had with David. He said, your seed will sit upon the throne. But that spread of the kingdom narrowed from the whole of Israel just to two tribes. That's all. What happened? In 1 Kings chapter 12 and verse 1. Rehoboam went, or I became king, and we'll see this after his father Solomon, and went to Shechem, Shechem and this way God, God had made that pronouncement and told him, he said, look, judgment is coming, Solomon, for this thing you have done. So that judgment was hanging. Now it was hanging, we're going to see this, hanging over until this guy, you know, they say when they want to make you, God wants to destroy you, they first make you mad, which means you must make wrong decisions, then they can access your life. Folks, don't let anybody push you to self-glorification, and the second thing, is push you to treating people wrongly. From a place of haughtiness and oppressive spirit. Hear what happened here. The scripture says that, all right, quickly, all right? Next verse, it says, And it came to pass when Jerobam, the son of Nebat, who was yet in Egypt, heard of it, for he fled from the presence of King Solomon, and Jeroboam dwelt in Egypt. And verse 3, That they sent and called him, and Jeroboam said to all the congregation of Israel, Come, and spake unto Jeroboam, saying, Thy father made a yoke very grievous, a yoke grievous. Now, therefore, make thou the grievous service of thy father and this heavy yoke which he has put upon us lighter, and we will serve thee. Verse 5. And he said unto them, Depart yet for three days, come again, and the people departed. Give me three days to think about what you are saying. And I'll give you a decision. Now, Solomon had made things difficult by taxation. And the king Rehoboam consulted with the old men that stood before Solomon, his father, while he yet lived, and said, how do you advise that I may answer these people? And they spake unto him, saying, if thou will be a servant unto these people this day, and will serve them, and answer them, and speak good words to them, then they will be your servants forever, based on how you treat them. But he forsook the counsel of old men, which they had given, and consulted with the young men. So this youth, youth, youth thing in governance. Even if a young man sits on a throne, he better take counsel from older people. 
Because you cannot throw away experience in life. It is unscriptural. Abu said, well, the youth, very good. We need the strength of the youth expressing the wisdom of the elders. In other words, the truth is, the elders have learned, like somebody said, he said, by the time I understood what life was all about, I was already in my 60s. Now, the only thing I can do is to transfer to my children and teach them so they can use this knowledge and use it from the beginning and run with it with the energy. I don't have the energy to fulfill what I know. Now, look at what he says here. And the concerned young men that were grown up with him, which stood before him? Verse 9. And he said unto them, what counsel do you folks give? All right? That we may answer these people who have spoken to me, saying, make the yoke which thy father did put upon us lighter. And the young men that were with him grown up and said, Thus shall you speak unto these people that speak unto thee, saying, Thy father make a yoke heavy, but he must make it lighter. Thou shalt say unto them, My little finger shall be thicker than your father's loins. And now, whereas my father did lay you with a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father had chastised you with whips. I will chastise you with scorpions. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam on the third day as the king appointed, saying, Come me again, all right? Come to me again on the third day. And the king answered the people roughly and forsook the old man's counsel that they gave him. And spake to them after the counsel of the young men, saying, My father made our yoke heavy, I will add to your yoke. My father also chastised with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. And look at the effect of it. Wherefore the king hearkened not unto the people, for the cause was from the Lord that he might perform. In other words, that error came. All right, God allowed him to err that he might perform his saying, which the Lord spake by Ahijah the Shilonite unto Jeroboam the son of Nebat, which means there was a prophecy. For that prophecy to come back, this man had to do wrong. It was almost like God allowed him and withdraw his So he did wrong. I'm saying how to close the door. Treat people right. No negative prediction can come into your life. Give God glory for everything. Now look at the next verse there. See so what happened. So when all Israel saw the king hacking not unto them, the people answered the king, saying, What portion have we in David? Neither have we any inheritance in the son of Jesse. To your tents, O Israel. Now see to thy own house, David. So Israel departed unto their tent, and David's lineage never controlled the whole of Israel till Jesus came. What was it that caused the trouble? First Kings 11, 11. Solomon had caused some trouble. Get the picture. Wherefore the Lord said unto Solomon, For as much as this is done of thee, and thou hast not kept my covenant and my statutes which I commanded thee, I will surely rend the kingdom from thee and give it to thy servant. But he had a covenant with David that he couldn't break. Now, verse 31, it says this. Verse 31. And he said unto Jeremiah, Take thee ten pieces. For thus said the Lord, the God of Israel, Behold, I will rend the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon, and I will give ten tribes unto thee, Jeroboam. And how did he transfer it? In actual reality, the king got there and made the wrong decision. And the decision was the harshness, the brashness in which he dealt with people. You want expansion and growth? Treat people right. You want to diminish, you want to have division, you want to have problems, all right? You want to cause the company to run into trouble. You want the, your marriage to run into trouble. You want trouble? In other words, people that have been predicting it will not succeed. If you start treating people wrong, their predictions, God forbid, will begin to come. You treat people right, 
you push that thing away over your life. And I declare over the, into the lives of people under the sound of my voice. If any single person right here is suffering the consequence of either taking the glory and appropriating the glory unto themselves without giving God thanks and praise for all that he did. And this has set into, a, into motion a curse over their lives. It stops right now this morning. This is why this message was preached. And I declare it broken over your life. The lawful captive is set free and you are released from that. If also by treating people wrong, your business, your career, hurtful words you spoke, or negative things you did, your career has been affected, your business is not where it ought to be, where you treated workers, this morning it stops. And I declare on the authority of the revelation given unto me by God, that in the name of Jesus, the curse is broken. Your business, your family, and everything you lay your hands upon is released from this curse. Now, this morning, respond to Jesus with thanksgiving for everything as you go into thanksgiving. Rejoice from your heart and give him worship and glory. And also commit in your heart to help the poor, to help the needy, and to treat people in righteousness. And as your conscience dictates, in the mighty name of Jesus, go and sin no more. All is well with you. In Jesus' name, amen. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.